0: Hello, this is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. I want to thank you for joining me today. You can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. And this podcast exists to educate the public about addiction, remove the stigma associated with addiction, and offer help and support to those suffering from addiction. And so today's episode is sponsored by FHE Health FHE Health is a substance abuse and mental health treatment center specializing in treatment for first responders' needs, including PTSD, anxiety, and substance use. So take the first steps to a better life today by visiting FHEHealth.com. That's FHEHealth.com. And today what I want to talk about is, you know, can you be too smart for a recovery program? And that's right, I did say, can you be too smart for this program? And the reason why I'm bringing this topic up, is I have seen this over the years, and as many of you know, I'm currently doing a um, a summer... I'm doing some summer work at a treatment program here in in the area in which I live, and I'm starting to see the trends uh, pan out in some of the groups that I'm working with that I've seen over the years, but I'm seeing it in sort of a concentrated uh, fashion in, in where I'm working at right now, and that is this idea that you believe that you can be too smart for the program of recovery. And I, I just want to address that today because it's something that I've been watching and something that is troublesome. And if you're listening to this podcast, you might be able to relate to what I'm talking about. And And I just kind of want to talk you through this and warn you about some things and implore you to just put your ego aside, put your knowledge aside or what you think is knowledge aside and just... Uh, consider some of the items that we're talking about here. So, what do I mean about being too smart for the program of recovery? Well, I believe over the years in work with people, in working with people that I have worked with, that sometimes there are people that come into the program and they're victims of their own success. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is oftentimes there are people that are driven to a recovery program, whether it's detox, whether it's a 28-day treatment center, or a 90-day treatment center, or even longer, uh, halfway houses, things like that, but by all really outward appearances, they are people that don't need to be in those situations. And what I'm talking about are people that in their professional lives have been successful and maybe are still currently successful, even though they desperately need to be in recovery. So, If you're someone that's a CEO of a corporation, you're a federal agent, you're a police officer, you're a business person, you uh, are a musician, you're any of these things, because I've seen them all. And even while you come into treatment, you are still, from all outward appearances, very successful. It's kind of hard for people like that to get into recovery because... Because other people come to them for the answers. For example, if you're a police officer, people come to you for answers. You don't go to them for answers. If you're a federal agent, it's the same way. If you're a chief executive officer or chief financial officer of a company, after all, people come to you for solutions, not the other way around. Your job, your livelihood, is dependent upon you giving your opinion to other people. And so now, you come into recovery looking for answers... And you think, well, wait a minute, I have all of the answers, and I can figure this out. I have access to the internet, I've done some reading, I've done some research, and I know all of the answers as well. But here's a problem with that, and again, I'm basing this upon my experience, not only just in my personal life, but in now in doing treatment and recovery work, uh, I see this over and over and over. And the problem with this is you may be a great researcher, you may be a smart person, but there's a lot of information on the internet that just isn't correct. There are a lot of opinions about recovery that are either straight up not correct, or misleading, or based on someone's biases. And there's probably not an area on planet Earth, that is more misunderstood than the idea of recovery. I've never seen a topic where more people have an opinion about recovery, but have absolutely no experience about recovery. You know, for example, and again, I'm not promoting AA's per, AA meetings per se. although they're highly effective. I'm, I'm just using an example here. I have I have heard so many opinions about Alcoholics Anonymous. By people that have never been to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, that it's just, it's just crazy. You know, this is almost akin to you giving me a a review of a movie on a movie that you've never seen you only read reviews on it. And so people go on the internet and they say things like <clears throat> you know AA is a cult, AA is not effective, you know they're going to make me believe in a god that I don't believe in. They're going to make me do all kinds of things I I don't believe in and that's just simply not true. Okay? It's just not true at all. And and we will do a series of podcasts on what you know, not only AA is all about and how it's structured, and maybe even do a history lesson on it. But we'll talk some of the about some of the other groups too: uh, Smart Recovery, Celebrate Recovery, uh, Dharma Recovery, and and the others. But the fact is, people come into treatment with preconceived notions of what these meetings are all about, but yet they've never attended them, or they've attended a couple and didn't understand what they were uh, you know, listening to, they didn't understand the history, they didn't understand the traditions, they didn't understand the purpose, but yet they have very, very strong opinions. And so when these folks come into recovery and we start uh, trying to educate them on different repro- recovery programs, they start telling us how they are not going to follow those programs because they have a better plan. Now, what I want to emphasize to you is this, and there's an often um, stated phrase in recovery. And that is your best thinking got you to where you are. So if you are a person, and I don't care where your, your position is in, in life. I don't, you know, what your socioeconomic position is, your status in, in the community. I don't care how much money you have. If you are sitting in an AA meeting, a smart recovery meeting, a Dharma meeting, or any of these other meetings, or you're sitting in a treatment center, your life has become unraveled there is a reason unless there was some horrific accident in how you ended up you were you were headed to the walmart somehow somebody took a wrong turn and you ended up in a treatment center unless that's you there is a very good reason why you are sitting in that treatment center and it was your best thinking on your best day got you there and what i would suggest is if that's you if you were that person then you might want to just sit and listen to what other people have to say. And when you come into recovery, it's really important to understand that anyone in that room or anyone in that facility, anyone that you know that has been able to put together uh, any modicum of sobriety, whether it's a day, a week, a month, whatever it is, if it's more than what you have, then they might have a thing or two to teach you and it is in your best interest to listen to those folks. Now, uh, one of the quotes that I hear that amuses me the most is that recovery programs are like being in a cult. And on the surface, I can understand why people say that. However, I'm going to point this out. If you are listening to me right now and you cannot stop drinking, or you cannot stop drugging, or you cannot stop gambling, or watching a pornography, or whatever your issue is that caused you to listen to this podcast today, then what you are doing is you are worshipping the cult of whatever that is. The bottle. Let's just, just take the bottle for example here. You hear people say all the time that giving up drinking was like going through a divorce which is interesting because you divorce a person you don't divorce a thing i've heard people say that they have gone into mourning again you mourn the loss of a person you don't loss the mourn of a thing mourn the loss of a thing you know it's it's interesting because you will hear people say that the bottle rules my life ruins my life, not just ruins my life, but runs it. Um, It determines when I get up in the morning. It determines what I do in the evening, um, whether I travel, what time I travel, where I'm going to travel to, who I'm going to be around. Well, that sounds kind of cult-like to me. I don't know about you. And so it's funny that people are so apprehensive to participate in organizations that they appear as being cult-like, but they have no problem at all participating in and using a substance or a thing that absolutely controls their life. And so I just find that interesting, and I thought that you you might find that perspective interesting as well. And that is that if you were going to worship that cult of the bottle, or, or the drug, or pornography, or, what, or gambling, whatever your issue is, then it's probably far easier and a better idea in your life to start participating in a group that's going to help run your life more efficiently as well. And by the way, when you go to 12-step meetings, nobody's telling you to do anything. Everything that is stated in a 12-step meeting is merely a suggestion. That's all that is. It's just merely a suggestion. But you know what? Jumping out of an airplane, putting on a parachute is merely a suggestion as well. Probably be a good idea if you did it, but that's just merely a suggestion. So... Folks, this episode is sponsored by FHE Health, and FHE Health has been providing life-changing behavioral health services for more than 20 years. They treat substance abuse and mental health disorders in an individualized and comprehensive approach. Recognizing the specialized treatment needs of the first responder community, they've created Shatterproof, a dedicated program for law enforcement, fire rescue, and similar communities to receive treatment among peers. So they're experienced in providing privacy and working with unions for employment. And FHE Health is committed to providing the best care experience for our patients, for the families, and for our community. So learn more at FHEhealth.com. And so that's just something to consider um, if you are someone that is in the category that I just described and you go to a treatment center, is really just put your ego. Uh, at check and really just put it aside and listen and learn from the people that have gone before you. Now, if you're an athlete and you're listening to me, uh, maybe you can relate to this, whether it's football, whether it's uh, triathlon, whether it's you know professional cycling, weightlifting, whatever the case may be, just pick the sport of your choice and imagine being able to have a session Um, where you can take the the biggest athletic star that you can think of, somebody that you worship, somebody that you look up to, and you get a private session with them, and they tell you that you should do this, or you should do that, or they recommend that you do this, here's a training cycle, here's the sleep cycle, here's the nutrition, whatever the case may be. And then your response to them is, well, thanks for the input, but... Uh, I did research on my own, and I think that this is what I need to do over here. Just imagine how silly that would sound. Just imagine how silly that is, that you come up with your own plan. I mean, you know, I like to do triathlons, and I've not completed a full-distance Ironman triathlon yet. Could you imagine me going up to last year's world champion in Ironman triathlon, getting um, the best advice from this person, somebody who is at the top of the sport, they have won, Ironman triathlon, and I just completely discount everything they just told me and decided that I know better and I would do things my way. You would look at me like I was, I was crazy, but yet in recovery, we do that all the time. Only in recovery do we have access to people with 20, 30, 40 years of sobriety, and then we immediately discount everything that they just said. That's silly. But there's so many anomalies in recovery that don't apply to other aspects of our life that it's ridiculous. And I I blame a lot of that on the public and the media and that... There's so much, uh, so many different opinion pieces that, that are put out there. Um, you know, people have heard things, they've seen things, or people go to 12 step meetings and then they relapse because they, quite frankly, don't follow the program. And then they go back and they tell other people in the community that the 12 step program didn't work. When in reality, the 12 step program is fine, it's just that they did not work the 12 step program. And therefore, they go out and they blame the program as opposed to doing a deep inner look at themselves and explaining to people that really the issue was them and it was not the program itself. So what we have to do when we come into recovery is just sit down and learn the way that a child learns. You know, young children don't question the things that are are taught them. And in the beginning, in the beginning of recovery, what I would recommend for anyone that has struggled with this, and again, if you're listening to this podcast, it's very possible that you are struggling as we speak with your own recovery, and that is just go into a meeting with an open mind and have that willingness that we talk about. And my last podcast was about the concept of willingness. Just open your mind and don't question and just try The things that are suggested to you and if they don't work out if you do this for a period of time a month six months a year whatever the case may be if you try these things and you don't get well and your life does not get better you always 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 reserve the right to go back out and do what you were doing before as we say in recovery We will refund your misery to you 100%, no questions asked, and you don't even need to produce a receipt. We will give it back to you. But folks, I will tell you this. I, in the years that I have been around this business, I have not seen one case of a person that has gone out and worked a recovery program and started driven for complete and total abstinence from whatever drink or drug or issue that brought them to recovery. And do that for a period of time and not have their life get well. Now, let me clarify, does that mean that your life is not going to have problems? Absolutely not. Oftentimes when we come into recovery, there's a lot of destruction that we're trying to take care of and resolve. And that's one of the reasons why early recovery is so difficult, because at the very moment where it's the hardest for us to get well, oftentimes is the very moment when we are dealing with the consequences of most of the things that we did that brought us into recovery in the first place. And so that makes it doubly difficult. You know, you're dealing with all those problems, trying to resolve them, trying to take care of those issues. And then you're dealing with the physiological problems of coming into recovery. And then we we tell you that, You can't drink or drug while you're dealing with those types of things, and you're trying to get your body and your mind and your spirit to heal. So that makes it very difficult. That's why that first year in recovery is by far the hardest time in any recovery program. But you can get well. You can get well if you stick with it and allow your body to heal, your mind to heal, and then develop your spiritual program. I didn't say religious program. I said develop your spiritual program. And that means a lot of things. And we'll cover that topic in other podcasts as well. But you're just going to have to trust me on this one, folks. It will get better. And again, put your ego aside. Put what you think you know aside. And there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of myths that you're just going to have to just not think about and not challenge. Because my experience with working with quote-unquote successful people, and I mean outwardly successful people, people of money, people of fame, uh, people of accomplishment, they are by far the hardest people to work with in recovery because they know better. But I'm telling you that if you've got somebody that that is unemployed, maybe even homeless, but they've got sobriety, here's what you need to know. They've got something that you don't have, and as far as you're concerned, they have a PhD in recovery, and you might just might, if you listen and you have the willingness, learn something from them. And so that's my thought for today. And um, you know, I I know that this is some a message that somebody needs to hear because it's been on my heart for a while, and it's something I've been thinking about all week. Uh, you know, in the work that I'm doing, and uh, I know this is going to benefit somebody out there. And if this benefits somebody that you think that you know needs to hear this message, then by all means, send them this podcast because uh, I I want this to help as many people as we can. So again, this episode has been sponsored by FHE Health. According to SAMHSA, first responders are 30% more likely to develop behavioral health conditions like PTSD. FHE Health specializes in getting first responders better and cleared for duty. So find out more at FHEHealth.com. And as always, I like to say I don't represent any group. I don't represent anyone other than myself. And my only purpose in giving this information is to share what you have learned. And maybe through hearing what I've learned, you can help someone else as well. So that's what we do in recovery. We help ourselves along the way. uh, And we impart that knowledge to others after we've gained it, so with that, please visit my Facebook page, which is Recovery Is Possible, and our website VanMeterWellnessSolutions dot com. Let me know how I'm doing, and let me know if there's a topic that you're interested in hearing. Because I'd love to hear from you guys. And take care. We will see you next time.